Hello and welcome back to Surfport. This is the Cousins the recording for what feels like 24 hours consecutively. Have you got a little bit more left in the tank, Paul? Plenty more in the tank, sir. Um, um, the Cheltenham Gold Cup is, is enough to warm the hearts of many, and this year looks like a cracking renewal. Um, the juvenile hurdle looks fairly simple task and dominated by the Irish. Uh, and, the, and the handicaps look ultra competitive. So what's not what's what's not what uh, blah, 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 what's not to like? Yeah, Jim, so excited. He's forgot how to talk. Uh, <laughs> as we'll crack straight on with the opening race on Gold Cup Day, the JCB Triumph Hurdle, the championship for the juveniles, and they currently bet Blood Destiny fifteen to eight, Lossy Mouth same price, Gallimar sold five to one. Comfort Zone 10s, Bozenith 20s, Zenta 25s, 33s, Bar, them, Jimbo. Oh, I think this is tricky. I think there are two very, very good horses at the top of the market here. I've been lossy mouth all season, up until about Sunday, when I re-watched a pair of them. And I just couldn't get away from how impressive Blood Destiny was. And I flip-flopped. And I think he wins. Yeah, I was of the the opinion going into the DRF that Blood Destiny was possibly the better horse. Um, I love the way he travels, just absolutely tanks his way through. His jumping hasn't been exactly perfect, but I really like what he did uh, first time at court beating Sir Alan. Um, We know that he's probably going to be a leading player in the Fred Winter this year. Um, And to win... Uh, beating Common Practice and Nurse Rhett, who we've seen Nurse Rhett come out and win uh, the Adonis at Kempton. Um, there's a few more that have run well in behind in, in maiden hurdles as well. So I think the form's got a fair enough look to it, and he's smashed them by 18 plus lengths. Um, I think he's an absolute machine, and I think he gets the better of Lossy Mouth. Lossy Mouth does get the weight here, being the filly, um, but I think he's all classing a lot better. Are we a little bit ruling out Gallimard so, so soon? Like, five to one could be a scumbaggy each way bet because she probably is third best of the lot here. As we saw her beat Lossy Mouth last time, and I was impressed with Gallimard, so I, I took more out of that than a lot of other people because they were quite confident that Lossy Mouth, uh, of course, had the slight ampering round the bend on the back straight. Uh, by oh, slight undercutting it, Jim. She was mullered. And didn't possibly uh, get back into the race and did exceptionally well to finish second in the end. But like like Willie Willie said after the race, he would have rather fallen down and been a little bit quiet on her. And he wasn't. He gave her a hard race. And that would be a little bit of a worry for me. Galabar sort of pulled Danny Mullins' arms out the whole way throughout. Made an error at the fifth. Wasn't fluent at the sixth. And sort of just ended up travelling there and being there and still decided to find that much in the end. And I was I was really taken by that. I really like what Gala Marceau did and if anything she's sort of a bet to nothing for me. Like if you can have five to one about her now because she can't she can't go five to one on a day because that's stealing money in my opinion. Um 
I, I'm expecting this dwarf sense too. She's going to be a lot shorter than what she is now. Um, I think the market is slightly underestimated her. I think she's a three-horse race. I, I genuinely think it's between them three. We know that Comfort Zone's well well held by Lossie Ralph since. Uh, Bull Zenith really isn't good enough. Takao's going for the Fred Winter. Uh, and there's a few more of Willies in there as well. Script writer we were, was mightily disappointed last time. Um, I think this could be a six-runner affair. If I'm being brutally honest, six, seven runner affair and gone in the days of the big juvenile hurdles uh, at Cheltenham and, and a lot of them have moved into the handicaps this year because they know that they're just not going to be competing with the French recruit, recruits of Willie Mullinson. That's probably a fair assessment, that mate. I, I, I... Some some people have a lot of confidence behind Galamas, so... And whilst, whilst she ran a, a very good race in winning at, in winning at Leopardstown, I just don't get how anyone could have could have watched that race and f- thought she was the best horse in it. In it in in a fairer world, run that race again. I think Mossy Mouth wins, and then Mossy Mouth's two from two over her. Uh, I think she looks an inferior filly for all. She's clearly decent. The manner of Blood's Destiny's win was, was so good. And I, I kind of think Osimov might might have... Well, she's been able to showcase gears. Blood Destiny's not needed to. Because he's won races by halfway. The last twice. And the form of of the Fairy House success in January. Well, like you said, obviously, they, they've both beaten Nuzrit. Uh but Blood Destiny did it in, in a ridiculous manner. Common practice to run her up, you know, Jazzy Mateen behind. I just think the form of that is really, really strong. He's beaten horses who are, you know, Nuzbert's an Adonis winner. Common practice will go, you know, he's my fancy for the Fred Winter, and I think he'll go there with a massive chance. And he's, he's beaten them pretty much in, on the bridle, despite making mistakes here and there. Uh, I can see him getting Lossie Mouth in a spot above her. I, I think he travels so, so, so well and at such a pace that, I mean, if she's able to match him and then quick and pass him, she's a ridiculous filly. A ridiculous filly. But the more I watched him, the more I was so, so, so impressed. And I think he'll win the triumph. Do you think the older course will suit, uh, the newer course will suit Blood Destiny more or Lossy Mouth more? Because I have a feeling Lossy Mouth's going to be more stayer. Um, but, like, if, if this was on the new, uh, on the old course, Garlemasso and Blood Destiny would be a lot shorter than what they are, personally. Because I think they're all speed. I think that's a fair assessment, Jim. I think that's a very, very fair assessment. I'll see things the same way, but I just, I don't know. It's, Sometimes it's just a vibe of a horse, and I was I was all over Lossy Mouth. A couple, you know, scumbaggy little trebles I have earlier in the season. I mean, to be fair, there, there were only two or three of them, and Lossy Mouth features in features in, in I think all but one, you know. So it's it's the fact that I'm, I've, I've kind of changed my mind this close was a. Uh, was surprising to myself, but just, just the more I looked into 
into the horse, the more I watched the race, the more I was taken by it. And yeah, I I like him, Jim. I I think he'll win. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. All all blood, blood destiny fans, aren't we? Lovely stuff, mate. Nice to start it on the same page as we move on to the county hurdle uh, at ten past two. Filey Bay's eleven to two to beat Hunter's Yarn, who's nines. Charger tens, Jin Coco tens, Pembroke tens, twelves Winterfog, Pathdaru fourteens, Colonel Mustard, Phil Dor, Ilete Tomp, Orkin Risk, sixteens Pied Piper, First Street, and Mai Tai, twenties Bar, them Jimbo. Uh, shall I come to you first here, mate? What is your shortlist? As with the uh, Thursday podcast, we don't have confirmations for this yet, so it is still from an anti-post point of view. Yeah, well, I'll start with the favourite. He's, he's not necessarily on my shortlist. Um, I thought the handicap has been fairly harsh with him putting him up eight, uh, finishing second to Orkham Risk, but he travelled into the Betfair very, very well. Um, he was clearly the winner. and He did very well of the held-up division um, to even get to Orkham Risk. A lot of the front runners stayed there towards the end and the way the race went probably didn't suit him. So I respect him for that, but I think the handicap has been a little bit harsh. And once again, like most handicaps at this festival this year, if you train by Emmett Mullins, it's like you're halved in, in price. Like they are worried. Like they had the, they got stung the other year by the shunter. Uh, and I think that they're scared of that happening again. In this race, you tend to want a novice, uh, in recent years. You've seen State Man, Belfast Banter, uh, most recently in Samoa. Uh, in the last three years, and the horse that heads the shortlist for me is Path de Rue um, for Gavin Cromwell. These horses have been running really well since the turn of Christmas, um, and he won at Navan last time in a nice novice hurdle. Uh, there was three fathers in that that could have given him questions later on. Uh, Spirit of Legend was travelling well, and Intranet um, was slightly disappointed having been impressive in other starts. Um, but I really like what he did. He came through rivals uh, and came on late. And the horse that got brought down is something is, is one that I'll be mentioning later on uh, for the Martin Pike. Um, however, Path de Rue was behind Fasal Vega in the grade one at Christmas. Um, his jumping was a little bit disappointing, but it was bang on it the next time. Um, and I started showing a fair amount of improvement. He pulled up and been tested in higher quality. Races. He comes into a handicap here off a mark of 141, which I think could be a little bit generous. I think he could have five five or six pounds up his sleeve. Sneaking in off, off 10 stone 12, I, I like his chances here. Um, his former in novice hurdles and bumpers isn't too shabby. He's just sort of dominated from the front in them. And he's enjoyed it. And in the county, I personally like a horse to be fairly forward. Uh, I know State Mine came off the pace last year, but for me, I I think he's got plenty of speed to lie up with him early on. Um, the couple others I like, um, Hacker de Plas, I mean, I was really impressed with him at Cheltenham in beating my eye, pick our uh, punctuation history there. I think the formal workouts would be fairly decent. We saw him finish third last season behind the prize package in the Imperial Cup, uh, and he bypassed Cheltenham last year. Um, I think good ground is a positive towards him. Whether it will be at that stage, I don't know. But he was only put up £4 for that victory. And I think he beat some fairly nice types there. 
Uh, Angus Chalida gets on very well with him. He takes five off his back. Um, he's one I'm, I think could run well at 20. He's at a bigger price. With the six places, he's, he's ultra consistent. You look at his form throughout his life. Uh, he was far to Metier in a big handicap. And, and the Sandow handicap that I mentioned, uh, he ran really well behind Highway 1 or 2. There's lots of bits and pieces of strong form there. and uh, He's a consistent type that's gone up the handicap, but rightly so, and, and could be still uh, generously looked at. Um, and I think they're the, they're the main two that are heading the shortlist. I mean, I respect Colonel Mustard. He's a horse who I who I like going into this race last year. He's three pounds higher than when finishing third to Stateman, which was a proper run when you look at it on paper. Um, and he was just narrowly denied by Benson the other week in the Mall Battle. I think he possibly went for home too soon. Um, hopefully, something of better quality will give him more of a run into this. And at fourteens, I think that's a fair enough price about him if the turnaround's okay. But if you look at him in the past, he's, he's run well under fairly quick turnarounds before. Um, Pembroke and Hunter's Yarn are the two obvious ones, but they aren't for me. I, I don't. The same Pembroke was outstayed last time, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and Hunter's Yarn's jumping is something that worries me. They've gone the state man route with him. Um, and a mark of 147 could look slightly laughable, but he, he's not for me. Um, but the main one going into this is Path the Roof. I think he, he could run well at. A lowish weight. Fair enough, pal. Fair enough. It's a it's a reasonable shout, mate. Uh, I've got a shortlist of three here, mate, and one of them is a favourite. I I just don't get how you can not finally bay out of the frame here, mate. Uh, obviously, you know there is an element of his connections being being feared, but they're feared for a reason, and he was really really good. In the Betfair hurdle, who, you know, Ockenrisk was seen to such good effect from the front. Filey Bay did so well to get to within a length of him. You know, he, he travelled so well for such a for such a long way. And he'd have been he'd have been in front not too far after the line there, Filey Bay. I think the stiff finish at Cheltenham will suit him really well. He's a right favourite. From one four one, I think he's definitely in the first five. Uh, another one I've backed is Jim Coco. Just mega progressive back at the uh, back end of last season, and then continued that through the start of this year. You know he he went off favourite for that uh, twenty five runner handicap at the Punchestown Festival, uh, where he beaten by Broomfield Hall. But you know that that form. Reads really well. Went back uh, into novice company, won at Newton Abbott, and then ran a really, really good race. I thought behind. I like to move it in the Great Wood. You know, he, he's a you know champion hurdle each way contender now. Jinkonko, Jinkonko, finished miles clear of the rest on that occasion. Gets in here off one three five. Uh, Surely runs a massive race. Surely runs a massive race if he does get in. Uh, and the other one, Jim, and please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. But I'm going for some more milk. Oh, my word. 
the milkman shouldn't be here at this time. My word. What, never... what, what in God's green earth is he, he's possessing you to fancy his chances? He's marked dropping, but he's regressive. Is he, though? He's a decent second he... in the world's champion hurdle. He was absolutely wants by an opposite. Like, surely, I know that was a step up in class, but surely he should have been a little bit closer to him. They stepped him up last time and didn't really travel as well as he normally does. He, he obviously, the step up in trip wasn't something that you'd like. I, no, sorry, Lou, I'm, I'm not with you there. 25 to 1, Jim. I, I, I think you can take major positives from from his last start, as he said, stepped up in trip. You know, pr- probably a bit keener than ideal. Held every chance coming towards the last and just didn't get home. We know he's have always been well suited by the demands of, of races like this, big field handicaps. It's the first time he's got this sort of circumstance. Really, I know, he, again, he fell in the Swinton last season when running a good race. But before before that, he was running up in the Galway hurdle of six pounds higher the last time he got a proper big field handicap to have a go at. I don't think he's looked regressive this year, mate. I that that run last time. That, I would have liked to, liked to have seen him finish closer to Napa's Hill. Um, Come on. He's, he's rated 141. He was last of four in a grade two. It's, it's, what, it's what you'd expect. Yeah, but on official ratings, he, he was rated the same as Knight Salute going into that. Knight Salute beat him comfortably then. It's uh, I I think you you really are picking at things that shouldn't be picked out there, mate. If I'm deadly honest, if if, if you're to you know n- knock a horse for the performances when when they finish down the field, when we know their overall profile is more positive than that. Uh, and I know it's funny that I've put Milkwood up again, <laughs> but I just don't think he should be a twenty-five shot. I don't think he should be a 25 shot, mate. He was, you know, he's he's now below the mark from which he won uh, the Scottish champion hurdle. Strong traveller, ran a really, really good race in this two years ago. You know, and if anything, they probably probably played their hand a bit a bit too early on that occasion. Uh, I thought the Weatherby run was good. I thought the Weatherby run was good, and he's edged back down. Back down in the weights, you know. He this time last year he was weighted, he was rated one fifty. I wouldn't be confident that Milkwood is now a nine pounds worse horse. I don't think the evidence suggests that. If I'm honest, and I think I think he'll I think he'll run a, a good race at a price. He's fair enough, but he really wouldn't be for me. He's not he's not shown the same life life as he has before. Um, yeah, he's still a pound higher than when he ran well in this race in 20, 2021. So, no, not not for me. I would love it. I would love it if he beats them. All like the milk train. Uh, I think Filey Bay probably wins it though, but Jim Coco and uh, Milkwood, my other, the other ones I'll carry forward into the race, Jim. And Pafteru for you? Pafteru for me. Um, and... Uh, Hacker de Plus as well at a bigger price. 
lovely stuff, mate, as we move on to the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, a little bit of spud action. Corbett's Cross is 9-2 to beat Free Card Bragg, who's 11-2, Embassy Gardens 7-1, Hidden Valley Lake 8, Sander Clegane 10s, Favorita Champ Du Same Price 14s, Absolute Notions, Cool Survivor Monty Star, Shan Valley Kid, 16s Don Rising, 20-1. But them here, Jimbo, I really, really struggle with this race this year. Normally I, normally I like one or two in the Bartlett, because it, it, it's a sort of race where you can make cases for those at a bit of a price. I think the market's probably probably about right here, and I have Corbett's cost down as a likeliest winner. I think the market's a little bit harsh, to be fair. Like There's a lot of them around the 7, 8, 10 to 1 mark that probably in another year wouldn't be. I think the market's certainly a lot harsher this year. Um, and I understand why Corbett's cross is his favourite. He showed, showed a significant amount of improvement to win that grade 2 over 2 miles, which something a little bit unheard of, especially after uh, winning that 3 mile handicap hurdle. Got the mark of 130. Um, everything Paul Burns seems to buy turns to, to absolute gold. Um, do I think he's that good? Don't really don't think he's. I think there's, there's more progressive types in this. Um, and the return to 3 miles not entirely sure he'll enjoy, if I'm being honest. It does normally turn into a slog. And in recent years, it's been more of a sexier type with less runs under his, under the name. And, and Corbett's Cross has had plenty of racing. We've seen him nine times. He was in three bumpers. Uh, that's not a reason to rule him out of this race. But there's a few others in here that I think are, could still be progressing past him. And for that reason, I'm more than likely going to be taking him on. Um, the head of my list, who I certainly... There's no form in the book to say that he will stay this distance, but the way he goes in his races makes me think this is what he wants. And Shambali Kid beat Monty Star last time. And we saw how Monty Star ran a um, couple of starts back, uh, one start back in that grade three hurdle at Clonmel when beating Hidden Valley Lake, who's well fancied for this race as well. But Shambali Kid goes through his races like he needs to have the absolute kitchen sink thrown in. You go through the two-mile four race at Navan, and he was ridden fairly, fairly, fairly close to the pace, but he was pushed along about five to jump, I think, off the top of my head. And he just improved for the further he went. Now, stepping up to three miles, I think he's something that he'll exactly want. Um, he was fourth in a decent maiden hurdle at Limerick over two miles when he was just completely outpaced. He was uh, leading the field and as soon as he made a little bit of an error sort of the pack caught up with him and he really just it looked like he threw in the towel a little bit but I don't think he did I just don't think he was quick enough to keep up with him I know he won a bumper over two miles but this also been screaming out three miles and at 14 to 1 for the Maestro back with Jiggy's town I think he's he's the best at 14 to 1 I mentioned Monty Starr I like what he did last time uh, the st- proper stamina test suited him in comparison to Hidden Valley Lake, who was, it almost looked like as if he was waiting for something to come and pass him. Uh, and it did eventually, and it was his stable companion. Um, he enjoyed the step up to three miles for the connections that had Manila in during this race and uh, enjoyed Cheltenham Festival glory before. I respect Monty Starr in this. Uh, and 
10 to 1, 10 to, uh, 14 to 1 about him. You can have the same price about a horse he's beaten before. So, for that reason, I, I think he's a bit, a bit of a crap price, if I'm being honest. Um, and the other one, who I don't know where he's going, and I don't know if you can be able to help me here, Luke, and he might get a mention in the Martin fight later, is Favre de Champagne. Do you know where he's going, Luke? I think this is likeliest, mate. I think this is likeliest. Jiggins Town normally normally target that grade two with with nice staying chances. Um, they've won it in the past with Fury Road, uh, Eric Bloodaxe in 2021. So they normally target this race. And another nice horse who won it as well, like Penn Hill, uh, was going on for, for festivals with Ari. So um, I like what he did at, at Limerick, beating, let's be clear about it, who... Uh, he's no mug really. Like he's he was had decent uh, bumper form in the year that Sagerhard and Kilcrook were dominating. Um, he had a, a fair amount of time off the track and was beaten by American Mike. But then stepping up in trip, he, he ran behind Hidden Hidden Valley Lake as well. Um, but Favre de Champdu driven all the way to the line, relished the, the three miles. Um, he's the complete opposite of what I was saying early on. He's had plenty of racing. We've seen him 10 times with four of them over hurdles. He's been in the winner's enclosure three of them. So I really like his way of going. And if he goes here, I, I think he's got a proper chance. Um, he's been campaigning mostly over three miles most of his career. And if he was to go in the Martin Pipe, I think he might just be outsped almost. Um, but the main selection for me is Monty Star. Uh, sorry, not Monty Star. Valley Kid, what an absolute mug. I like it, Jimmy. You've made good cases, and I I I quite like the Favre de Champ doing form line. Uh, I, I do think the market has it right with Corbett's Cross being the right favourite. Had a lot of racing, very battle hardened, but he's he's really progressive. Obviously, such an impressive winner of a Fairy House handicap off one thirty. You know that form. Okay, perhaps not good enough on paper to win an Albert Bartlett, but he did it in a really, really impressive manner. And then for a horse to have clearly been such a strong stayer on heavy ground, as he was at Fairy House, to then go and win a decent enough nace grade two on his next start over two miles, that was a monstrous effort. He should not be that good at both of those things. Uh, and you know now, now with Emmett Mullins, there'll be no, no, no debate whatsoever that he'll stay. She's got already got the form in the book that's good enough to at least make the placings in an average renewal of of the Albert Bartlett. Uh, he will run here. He's a right favourite. I struggle to see him out of the frame and the horse you've mentioned would be my other one at a bit of a price Jim and it's it's a real long term project uh, for me but I've been waiting to see let's be clear about it in this race for more than two years and I kind of think the pennies pennies dropping with him over hurdles now you know obviously since since his bumper season where he was a very very 
very, very good bumper horse. You know, he it was a really good effort behind Kilcrook when he was run up at the DRF, being the only one to hold his hold his position, having been ridden prominently, looked not paceless, but it was a performance of a real grinder that he was able to maintain that sort of gallop for such a long time. And I think he has kind of improved run to run over hurdles this year. Obviously it was a very, very simple task for him when he broke his maiden at Punchestown last time. But prior to that it was it was a, I thought it was a decent enough effort when runner up to Favorite de Champ do uh at Limerick. And if, if anything, let's be clear about it, he probably could have done with making that a little bit of a greater test of stamina. You know, that's one thing I'm I'm convinced this horse will do is stay. And he does go to the front. And and in a big field, uh that might suit him. You know, if they do go quicker here and he's on the front end, I don't think he'll drop away tamely. And uh at twenty to one I th- I think he's got a real chance of being in the first four here. He's been a horse I've liked for a long time. That's interesting. And, and I, I didn't necessarily. I know he's got a lot of form lines with a few that I like, but I, I, the way you you put that, I, I sort of agree with you a little bit. Like he's a slightly too big a price. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's been beaten enough times now over hurdles, but I, I just think I think this race is certain to play to his strengths, and. Whether he's good enough or not is a different story, but 20 to 1, is, I'm, I'm willing to have a go there and back him each way. Uh, Corbett's cost probably the winner for me, but I do have some interest on, let's be clear about it. Yeah, and for me, um, it is Sean Valley Kid and Monty Star of the duo. I'll be taking Love it, mate. Love it. Wide open this year, the Bartlett, as we move on to the big one of them all, the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup. So competitive this season as well, isn't it? And the bet, Galpin de Champ is fifteen to eight to beat Brave Man's Game, who's thirteen to two. Aplutar is fifteen to two. Noble Yates is nine. Statler is tens. Conflated is twelves. Protectorate and the Hoysen Yacht are fourteens. Minella Rindo and Sounds Russian are twenties. Hewick is twenty-five. Royal Fury Road, sorry, and Capadano thirty-threes. Royal Pagai fifties, sixty-six to one. Bar them. The question, Jim, the big one that the, that uh, this race revolves around: Does Galapan Deschamp get home? No, he doesn't. Oh, do you think he does? Yeah, I think he'll win this. Make your case then before I come and shoot you down. Much more tractable this season. Much more tractable horse. Uh, found plenty at the end in the Irish Gold Cup. I thought he was putting distance between himself and Statler. Uh, probably the best jumper in the race. Nothing's been able to lay a glove on him when he's com- when he's completed. Uh, the form stacks up. He's not been beating bad horses. Uh, I wasn't mad convinced about his stamina before Leopardstown. Uh, I I am now. I'm 90% sure I think he'll stay. And I think he's the best horse in the race. Yeah, right. Well, time to shoot you right back down. 
you said his jumping is was is better than it's ever been, and I know he did fall last year at the festival, but early on in his two races this season in the John Durkin uh, and the Irish Gold Cup, he was a little bit sticky early on. Now, normally in the Cheltenham Gold Cup, they go a fair gallop from the front. Obviously, last year, in my opinion, was a little bit of an exception. Um, however, if they go a fair clip early on, he's jumping, he's sticky. He could get shuffled back, you know. And that would be something that worries me. Um, I'm still not of the opinion he, he's he's a strong stayer at the trip. I think he's a lot quicker than other Cheltenham Gold Cup winners, but we saw Daflusar do that last year. Um, I didn't. I just. I wasn't as impressed in the Irish Gold Cup. I know. I know he won by eight lengths, but he should have been jumping alongside Jerry Road at last and staying on strongly. I I was more taken with the second at Statler. Like if he'd have jumped the second a lot better, I thought Patrick had an absolute nightmare on him. He's more than likely going to ride him again. Um, but Statler at tens offers a lot more value for me than, than Gallop, and you know he's going to stay the trip. We saw him at the Cheltenham Festival last year winning the National Chase, beating Run Wild Fred over three six. I thought it was an absolutely almighty run um, to run Manila Indoor so close when giving him eight pounds on New Year's Day in the Al Alboom Photo Race. Um, I just I just feel like Galapandus jumps there to be taken. For the taking, I'm, this is the one race I've had a fair amount of bets in anti force because I've been looking at different angles. I think I've had about eight eight bets in this in the end, and I've only actually got two that have probably got any somewhat of a chance. Um, and Statler is one of them that's remaining. He stays, he jumps, he goes on any ground. He'll be doing his best work later on if he can keep up, keep up the first circuit. I, I think he'll be bang there with it. Gallop and Deschamps, if he does have any queries about him staying, that level pick him up later on. I'm sure of it. Um, Brave Man's Game is a horse I have to respect, and I, I strongly fancied him going into the King George. Another one with slight stamina problems for me. And also at this time of year, I feel like he... It's not that he goes like off, because he has obviously run well in the past in the second half of the season but I feel like he's more of a early season horse like a lot of his good form is before Christmas and then he seems to like go in his shell a little bit uh, in, towards the spring meetings he connections are, are bullish and say that he's a completely different horse now but I'd like to see it first and, and, and there's a lot of people who are fans of Brave Man's game but I I don't I'm, I was Kempton his like Kempton his course like I can see him winning that for a couple of years, even if there's nicer horses coming to it. He, that is his course. Cheltenham, we saw in the Valley Bar, probably isn't, uh, and we would have probably seen it last year uh, over fences if there wasn't an absolute downpour. So for me, I respect Brayman's game, but I'd, I'd like to see him run a big race in the spring first. Um, last year's winner at Blue Tower was. Disappointing in the better fair chase. It's going to take one hell of a performance and to win a gold cup by 15 lengths, almost sprinting away from the last fence was very, very impressive for a horse who I didn't, did have stamina doubts about. 
whether they've got him back in the same form, not entirely sure. And he's he's too short a price. Like a couple of weeks ago, he could have four teams about him. Now we now the price has gone for me. Noble Yates isn't quick enough to keep up with this lot. Let's be honest. Um, conflated what's day. Um, Ahoy, Senor. You're a braver man than I am backing in. And I know he did win last time, beating one of my strong fancies for this race, but you're a braver man than I am. Um, Sounds Russian is another one. I've been banging the drum for this for a few months, and I'm going to continue to do it. He's progressed and run well in rock-solid handicaps. He ran well early season uh, at Kelso in the Edinburgh gym. He beat I-Ride, Castle Robin Hill 16, Farms all beat Frank since. I really, really like that race. He ran a cracker behind Noble Yates, where if you look, I mentioned it on the previous podcast, but if you look at him coming around the bend, you would not say he finishes nearly five lengths behind Noble Yates, and he does. All he does is gallop through the line. Um, and he did the same at Weatherby. He told me around the bend for home that he was going to finish second, being half a length by into overdrive, who is clearly progressive, uh, and we are fairly confident he will win the ultimate. I'd have laughed at you. He stayed on so strongly and nearly nabbed him, giving all that weight away of 11 stone 12 to a horse carrying 10 stone 12 in that. Uh, and then to run such a storm in the Cotswold, just if he'd have winged, uh, winged four and three out when the taps were turned on, he'd have won that race and he'd be a lot shorter here. Um, you know he's going to... You know, that was the only two fences in that race that he slightly missed. He, he jumped perfectly throughout the race. First time Sean Quinlan ridden him. I'm sure he'll be getting the leg up here again. At 20 to 1, I'd, I'd fancy him to, to re- reverse the places with a high senior. I know he was getting weight off a high senior, noble weight's protector at, but I still think there's a fair amount of progression to come from him uh, in graded company. We've seen what uh, the others have done at, at higher levels, Betfair Chase winner and a Grand National winner. But I still feel like there's a lot more to come from this this fella. And at 20s, I still think he offers value. Uh, and if you're on it bigger, good luck. Um, and to be fair, I'd, I'm happy taking Galapan de Champagne with them too. And most of the field as well. Um, I don't know what you think about Birdman's game, Lou. Do you think he'll save the trip? Yeah, I think he's the biggest threat to Galapan de Champagne. I... I... Have less doubts than many about this horse. I thought he shit like he was there when he was younger, Jim. They ran him in the Sefton. You know, uh, he was a uh, he won the Chalo like a stayer. And to be fair, he's he's fairly lightly raced over over further than three miles. Like he was keen enough in the Charlie Hall. You know, and and still had enough left at the business end. You know, he he was in control when Lon Presse came down in the King George. Uh, Yeah, I I think he'll stay. And he's the biggest threat to Gallop on the Champagne form for me. Recent form. Obviously, Apoutar was so good in the race last year. And, you know, I remember on our, our Turf Talk season preview, I thought he was almost an, a certainty to win the Gold Cup again this year. Uh, I, I definitely thought he should have been favourite over Galapan. But how can you have any confidence 
in him after what he did at Haydock. Uh, rather back Braveman's game than Aputar at the prices, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm a Braveman's game fan. Uh, I, I guess he's kind of been nibbled a little bit because, you know, it wasn't too long ago that he was a very, very similar price to Noble Yates and Aputar. The market is correct now. He's the right second favourite. Uh, and I think he'll, I think he'll finish second. It's Harry Cobden's Peroni that have pushed people towards that price, though. He's, he, he, he's a bona fide top class horse, Jim, and that's that's what, for all it's deep, I don't think you can be certain about too many others in this. Gallopan is, Brave Man's game is, Aplutar on his A game is. Statler and Noble Yates are the wrong below. Conflated his borderline. Conflated his borderline. Protector is a Yeah, Conflated's a better horse. Conflated's a better horse than Statler or Noble Yates, definitely. In my opinion, anyway. But I, 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 he, he's got a better CV. And, you know, whether, whether he's a more appropriate gold cup horse than the other two, uh, I, I'd question. And I, I think it's insane that Statler's a bigger price than Noble Yates. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's, 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 a, he's an Irish Gold Cup winner. He's a Savills Chase winner. He's, he's quite a smooth travelling animal, isn't he, Conflated? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think he's a little bit underrated. But I have more stamina concerns with him than I do about the two at the top of the bed. Yeah, that's fair. Protectorate was bad last time. The one who is overpriced is a Hoyce and Yaw. Yeah, but you have to be a brave, brave person to be better than him. He's got so, so, so much ability. And, you know, on his A game, he is a proper, proper animal. And again, he he did things wrong in the Cotswold, but he he still just had so much natural talent, you know that that he did it, and you know he he's beat Brave Man's game before. He turns up on his A game, Jim. He he won't be a fourteen shot, and he's the one I think will finish third. That's my one, two, three for the Gold Cup. Gallop and Deschamps. To be brave man's game in a high senior. Mm. Right. So get the tricast on, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy in, enjoy the last day of the festival. <laughs> ones ones we haven't mentioned him. Obviously, you're a massive sounds Russian fan. With a bit more depth, I mean, I I, I love the horse, uh, and I think he'll run well. I think he'll run well, but maybe a step forward needed to reach the first three. I've not yet mentioned, well, Noble Yates a little bit. Just don't think he has a pace for it. Similar comments apply to Statler, who, I, like I said, I think he's probably a better horse than Noble Yates. And I can see an attritional race suiting him more. Find it easy to see him making the first three, but... I think he's a little bit of an unlikely winner. Uh, there's not a guy at 50s. But what do you think about that? Like, I, I thought that was a decent run at Kempton. 
uh, around the track that's far too sharp for him. Um, this rain will be a massive help. I don't think he found that bad last year behind Apoitar on ground that was possibly slightly too lively. Benicia Williams said the other day that he just keeps picking up little injuries after runs and just keeps halting him in his progress. Um, but 50s is a little bit too big for me to say that he went off 12s last year and, and didn't disgrace himself. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I like Royal Pagai, and like you say, he ran well at Kempton. On his return, I think the race has depth to it this season, though, Jim. Uh, and the, the one thing he does have is pace. Not in terms of the way the race will be run, particularly, but, you know, Gallop and Deschamps and Braveman's game are quick horses. They are quick. And, you know, tactic, tactical speed, I think, is what Royal Pagai could be found out for. I, I wouldn't have him ruled out running a good race in the National. So do you think Royal Pagai will run a good race in the National, then? Uh, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. I think he'll stay all day. And we know he's capable of lumping round big big weight. Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit overpriced for that. But I can see him running respectably without really landing a blow in the Gold Cup. Something like a, a decent sixth or seventh and being involved for a fair way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um I like Ralph again, and as I said, 50s is possibly too big about him. And on the day, there'll be plenty of places around, because I think this will be a decent turnout this year. But a race I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to, whether I'm right or wrong is a different question, but I'm, I'm looking to take Galafond de Champon. At what price would you back him? 3-1. to one. Oh, my days, you are a scumbag. Uh, you won 2-3 for the Gold Cup, please, Jim. Uh, Statler wins the Gold Cup Sounds rushing in second And Brave man's game third Jim Watson there confusing the Cheltenham Gold Cup With the Porterstown Handicap Chase (laughs) 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 Gallop on the Champ Wins the Gold Cup Beating Brave Man's Game and the Hoysen Yar for me. What a race it is in prospect. I am already buzzing. Uh, back down to reality after that, Jim, for the uh, for the Hunters Chase. They currently bet for that one. Vosselet is nine to four to beat Winged Leader, who is eleven to two. Famous Clement is six as Billaway is eight. Same price. Secret Investor. Good old Chris's Dream is nines. Bob and Co tens. Rocky's Howie twelves. 14's Dorking Cock, 16's Bar Them. Uh, I normally enjoy having a crack at the Hunter Chase, Jim, and I've got a better than you'd expect record in the race. Uh, not really been able to find a, a clever angle in it this year, though, Jim. Vossel is a very, very solid favourite. Yeah, just a brief mention that David Christie's got a fair hold in this race. Vossel uh, comes, uh, Vassalier comes here. Ferns Lock runs at Goran at the weekend and then probably goes to Stratford. Uh, and Wings Leader, um, is looking more likely, likely to go to Aintree, um, after being agonizingly defeated in this last year. Um, 
So you can rule out two of the first three in the betting, uh, all turned by the same fella. Famous Fairmont's a horse. I, I really like what he did at dot last time. He jumped a lot better than he's ever done before under Will Biddick, uh, who's been his normal rider. Under rules, he was just a little bit stupid, if anything. Um, but he's slowly starting to become an actual racehorse. Uh, he beat Shantou Flyer uh, in February. And what he did at Haydock was was pretty taken beating Envious ed- Editor. Uh, and Esquire de Tay, who's since come out since. Um, we've seen how he's run it before Envious ed- Editor in, in big races. And uh, he's been fairly consistent in Hunter Chases throughout the year. And he absolutely wants him. Uh, and six to one of the price I'm certainly interested uh, in with famous Claremont. The news that Jamie Todd will more than likely be riding Bob and Co. Uh, is something to get the juices flowing. Like, it's finally in the nicest possible way, Mr. Maxwell. Um, Jamie Todd will get a right tune out of this fella. Uh, he beat Billaway at Punchestown in 2021 with Maxwell answered. So add seven pounds onto that with Jamie Todd on it. And he's, he's going to enjoy this the full way around. Um, and at bigger prices, Gina Andrews is probably going to ride Dubai Quest. And if the ground turns soft, he'll, he'll love that. Um, I mean, I know he beat LeBroy on, on good ground uh, in a Hunter's chase in, in February. but And he was fourth in the race last year. But if the ground cuts up, he'll thoroughly enjoy that. And 20 to 1 for a partnership, they're uh, 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 good at the minute. I, I, I could be all aboard the bike west uh, if the ground is soft or any what heavy in places, which is, is more than unlikely. Um, but the main one for me is Famous Claremont, a race that seems to tend to have the same sorts of runners in it every year now. Uh, and arguably, Billaway will set the standard. I know he has been slightly disappointing, but when is he ever uh, looking good throughout the season? Even in last year's race, you, you're looking at a mile from home and you think he's got absolutely no chance and he still gets home. So whether he still fancies it is another question. Um, but a fascinating renewal Burns Claremont heads it for me. Fair enough, Jim. Fair enough. I, I think Vossel is the right favourite. Not sure whether a 9-4 to four is short enough for him, though. I mean, he should have beaten Billaway at Punchestown last season. Just... It sounds silly to suggest Billaway would a race because of another horse is jumping. Uh, <laughs> but Vossele just made his mistake at, at a crucial moment. Uh, doesn't jump like he wins. He wins pretty easily. And he was workmanlike on return at Down Royal where he, where he did beat uh, Dorking Cock, who, who isn't a complete mug. Uh at the prices, Jim, I think I'm going to have a chance of horse that, if he does win, I'm sure people will complain about even being in the race. Secret Investor was still rated 158 this season. And I thought he shaped rather well at Chepstow on his, on his most recent start in a handicap, which was only in December. It was his first start after a long absence, his first start since winning the Denman chase. And he was, you know, he was still in the first three at three out and then just got tired or lacked fitness. 
he's only 11. Feels like he's been around a lot longer than that. You know, he's obviously we've probably got a little bit more miles on the clock than than Vosley, but he's a younger horse than Bob and Co. And he's the same age as Billaway. You know, he's not a proper, proper old boy. Uh, he's won as he's been entitled to, to in a pair of hunter chases this season. But if there's one, you know, if there's one horse who at the peak of their powers was better than this lot, not, well, I'll include Chris's dream in that as well, but we have less, I guess, recent evidence uh, about his his current Probably. level. You know, he's won. I mean, he has won three starts in points, Chris's dream, since we've seen him under rules. But uh, secret investor, at least we saw under rules this season, and we could put a little bit of a figure on the sort of performance he ran to, and it was, you know, probably allowing for fitness that of a horse who was still capable of running to a mark in the high one forties. Similar performance here. Think he'll be in being the first three, and eight to one's too big a price for secret investor. Uh, sorry to all the uh, farming point to point in traditionalists. Uh, we're gonna have the multiple graded winner. <laughs> Just stick it with nickels and hope for the best. I suppose that's what Maxwell's done for years. <laughs> with great success, we must add. Uh, as we move on to the penultimate race of the Cheltenham Festival the Mrs Paddy Power Mare's Chase and they bet for this interesting race Allegory Davasi 13 to 8 to beat Impervious who's 9 to 4 Jeremy's Flame 5 to 1 Magic Days 10 Zambella 16s Galliard Lato also 16s 20s Vivier de Tell and Ellie May last year's winner as big as 20 to 1 and 25 bar them is it a match between the two novices at the top of the betting though Jim Allegory Davasi and Impervious Personally, I think it is. Um, whose side are you on first before I answer this? Allegory. We're in agreement then. So only the second half on here. Um, I think she's just got a proper, proper engine. Uh, and I know she jumps out to her right slightly. And that mistake last time uh, at Furlers in that grade two was could have been race ending and it wasn't. Townend stayed on board. I really, really like what, what she did. Um, you saw what she did when she beat Brandy Love uh, in the Sol Arena last year. And I know that her jumping was out to her left that day, Brandy Love, but Allegory Devassi absolutely loved it. Um, it doesn't make a difference if, you, if she jumps right-handed to her. I just think she's got a proper, proper engine and she's progressive, uh, progressive with every start she's had. I respect Impervious. Um, you see what she's done with Dino Blue and Journey with me. She's relished and found a significant amount of improvement. Um, but on Hurdle's form, she was well beaten by Brandy Love. And on, and I know she's a different horse, but I still think there's a fair amount to come from Allegory Davasi. And she's comfortably beaten Brandy Love before. So on collateral form lines, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this race. It's a race I've, We've both been quick to slag off in recent years, but there's some nice mares in it this year who wouldn't look out of place in, in more competitive races against all genders. Um, all genders, is it? Right. Sorry, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going there. Um, 
I'm digging up. I've made my hole, so I'm continuing to dig it. So let's stop there. Magic Days is uh, a consistent mare who has been running well this season. I really like what she did at Nays, but Dino Blue. Um, you know what you're going to get for her. She's going to go from the front and she's going to try and dominate the race. Um, this step up in trip isn't something I'd, I'd necessarily like that much. And I hope that they possibly go for the Grand Annual. I forgot to mention her the other day, but if they go for that, I think she's got a decent chance there. Uh, and Jeremy's playing who we saw. Uh, beat Zambella in the listed Huntingdon race. She was impressive. Um, I just feel like she's beatable, though. That's my that's my only other query. Um, but for me, it's Allegory de Vassi. I think I think she's a mare with a lot of progression and a lot of improvement to come. And I'm looking forward to seeing her out here again. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. We just we just don't really know where where the limit is. If her. what we do know is she's very very good. You know, winner of all four stars in Ireland, comfortably beat Brandy Love last season, who we know is a good mare. Uh, the performance last time out at Furless, again, did things wrong, but she just has so much natural ability that it's almost like she finds things happening too quick for her own brain sometimes. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And she absolutely whomped Brides Hill, who I think is a very, very decent mare in herself. You know, on paper, yes, Imperius Imperius has had the the races against better company. You know, Journey with Me is a very, very good horse. Uh, And and she was very, very brave in accounting for him last time. But she wasn't a top-class hurdler, even against her own sex. The suspicion probably would have been that Allegory Devassi would have been if she hadn't got injured. And I know there is a little bit of a... They've separated in price a little bit, having been very, very close uh, for a couple of weeks leading up to Cheltenham. But the market is right, and I just don't really think... I think Impervious might produce a 157, 158 performance if she wins. I can't see it being into the 160s. Allegory Devassi could. That that'd be what the way I'd kind of read it. Uh, going for the sexy one over the solid one here, Allegory Devassi for me. I don't really like anything at an each way price. Uh, I know you said it's a good race this year. It still shouldn't exist. You know, the point of it was to keep good mares in the population chasing the two favourites and novices this year. You know, Cole Reavy got retired a month after winning it. Just bring back the novice chase you inside the telling you. Come on, say it. Yeah, please bring back please bring back the novice handicap. Please bring back the novice handicap. Uh yeah, please do. Uh I might set up a charity single for it or something like that. What's DJ Cuddles doing after his <laughs> I'll rap on it if you want. Pay me enough and I will. No, I'd, 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 I'd quite happily, I'd, I'd, I'd happily pass on that, mate. Uh, You'd rather DJ Cousins. Always, always. Uh, but yeah, Allegory Devassi for the pair of us. Uh, looking forward to seeing her run, perhaps more than I am most of a horse at the festival. Uh, could be special, could be special. And we'll wrap everything up, Jim, we'll wrap the festival up. 
once we've made all our money, it doesn't matter if we win or lose on the Martin Pipe because we'll already be rich. But we might as well go 28 out of 28, might we? Uh, we'll find the winner of this. Spanish Harlem is 6-1 to one favourite to beat Imagine Who's 7's. Langerdan's 15-2. I thought talk was that he was going Coral Cup this year, but I'd like him if they go for the tried and tested method. Eight's also free card, Brad Cool Survivor. Ten's Mai Tai, twelve's Irocco, who we're both really keen on for the Coral Cup. Uh, similar comments apply, should he come here. Favorito Champdu is also 12-16's Hacker de Plas and Salvador Benson, Autorier. 18's Irish Hill and 20-1 and Bart the remainder. Again, this is tricky, Jim, because without declarations, a couple, like we mentioned, are already in the Coral Cup. Uh, what is your shortlist for the pipe at this stage, though? Before I start, you've got the winner of this race, Link, and you're fairly confident of his chances, so I'll let you make his case first, because you are pretty bullish about this fella. Uh, yeah, I just think he's mad overpriced. I, I, I hope I hope I hope I've got the winner. I'll, I'll caveat by saying I have backed another horse in the race, which is Mai Tai, who I'll, I'll talk I'll talk to later. Uh, I'll talk to later. I'll talk about later. Have you talked to him later? How are you going to do that? I'll, I'll give Mai Tai a quick bell and tell him uh, you're going to win the pipe, lad. Uh, no, the one I I really like here at, at, a, at a real price. Well, not a real price. 20 to 1, though, De Capo Glory. Uh, for Padre Butler, formerly with Padre Roach. Padre Butler trains three horses and works in a farmer, somewhere making pharmaceuticals as well. He does it on the side. He's got a day job. He's literally like Ronan McNally, but not a cheat. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. No, it's proven now, Jimmy's banned. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this DeCapo Glory, Jim, I, I thought he looked really good for Roach last year. And he's got a handicap mark of 139. Relatively decent bumper horse last season. And they sent him hurdling uh, late in the year. Won. On debut at Gordon Park last March over hurdles, where he beat a again a a relatively decent uh, horse of God. Now it's called Caldwell Diamond, who albeit has been a little bit disappointing since, but has won a maiden hurdle uh, on his next start over over obstacles. Then they ran the Capo Glory in, in a really good novice hurdle at the Punchestown Festival. Beaten seven and a half lengths by El Fabiolo. Had all the runner-up. He had Watchhouse Cross bring on the night behind him. You know, to to produce that level of form uh, on his second start over hurdles, I thought was a really, really good run. And he did so whilst looking like a stayer. Made his return in the Red Mills uh, at Goran. At the back end of the season, uh, sorry, the, uh, the other day, finished fourth again behind Phil Dort, Charger, Dr. Bravo. Uh, I've done all this talking to him about him, and I've literally only just realised that you have to have four runs now, don't you?
<laughs> oh dear. You haven't vaccinated. Uh, NRMB. Funny God. Uh, but yeah, I, I was mad, mad keen on. I'm mad keen on this horse. Uh, but I don't think he's be able to run. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna. He's just his handicap debut. Lovely mark. Certain to improve for the step up in trip. It was all there. Know that though. It was all there. And three runs over hurdles. I'm sure that's the change of rule, isn't it? I've been done for. I'll I'll come to the come to the rescue. Um, the horse I like in this at 33s, and if he decides to run here, I know he only ran a couple of weeks ago at Fairy Hill. Spirit of Legend. Like this fella was travelling to that Navin race that passed the Rue one, like an absolute good thing, and he was brought down by Landrich, uh when coming to, to challenge that. And I mentioned the positivity about Pass the route. Um, but if you go back and watch that handicap hurdle at Fairy House, how Rachel Blackmore hasn't been called into the stewards room to go, what the living daylights were you doing out the back, looking absolutely motionless. And he was only beaten um, 15 lengths in the end. But she was like a corpse at the back. He just didn't make a move on him at all uh, and he plodded on and the handicapper has, has responded by putting him up eight pounds from the from his Irish mark but he probably would have needed it anyway to get in and uh, I think this fella's been planned for this race a good second to, to Green Glory and that novice handicap at Leopardstown between Christmas and um, we saw how well he ran in the land of Rotti and um, he beat Tilbury Warrior over 2-4 um, who is a decent yardstick in Ireland and has run well and uh, winning races here and there and, and running behind decent horses. I think the form's there. I think his marks more than fair and there's a lot more to come from him over this trip. And I think at 33, he's, he's certainly interested in. The other one of mine um, is Imagine. I think stepping up, up in trip is what he wants. He, he was outpaced by Hunter's Yard last time. Uh, and he beat, I know, I know the way that you're thinking in American Mike and the big guy in good form in novice hurdles in Ireland, uh, in that listed race. He was second to, I know, uh, the way you're thinking as well, the time before that, where he looked the winner and just a slight error at the last is what helps lose the edge against, I know the way you're thinking. Um, he's got an entry in multiple races. Um, but if they decide to come here, I think the step up in trip is what he's been wanting for a fair amount of time now. And at seven to one, I think he, he's a fair enough bet. Uh, and Lewis, you, you're going to mention my tie, but he's on the shortlist wherever he runs. He's a horse I've got a, a amount of time, a lot of time for. Um, and at tens, it's understandable, um, understandable why is that price? But an a intriguing race that normally goes to a sexy, uh, unknown one and, there are three of them that I think will have a, have a proper chance in this if they do all line up. Yeah, fair enough, mate. That that would normally be my my line of thinking as well. But I've I've not really been impressed by either Spanish Harlem or Imagine this year. I've, I think they both look a bit paceless, and I'm not sure whether they're kind of favourite because they fit the category rather than uh, what they've done 
on the track. Might I, uh, I'll make the case for, given that I'm 99% sure that the horse I really, really like for this can't run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only, five, only five minutes ago, having done all my prep this afternoon, uh, uh, I've only just clocked that I might have missed a really obvious thing. Uh, but might I, yeah, look, this this is surely his trip and he's not been in a handicap over two and a half miles yet. Uh, backed him into favouritism for the old fixed brush at Haydock, didn't stay. Back down to two miles, ran a really good race in a competitive event at Cheltenham behind a consistent and likeable sort in Hacker de Plas. The form has been pranked with, uh, pranked with, franked with Picard. Uh, winning since, you know, punctuation came into that race. He finished fourth on a four-timer. Uh, strong, strong form. Nelson uh, was running well at Kelso when he came down last weekend. He finished sixth. My eyes up three pounds, uh, but he'll be, he's got surely going to be better over two and a half miles than he is over two. Uh, you know, borderline graded quality novice hurdler last season. Uh, this trip, I think, is what he wants. One four five shouldn't uh, get in his way. I like him. I, f- I think he'll be in the frame. And Langer Dan, if they do go this route, I prefer him for this in the Coral Cup. To be fair, I think he's a little bit speedy at the trip, Langer Dan. If you know what I mean. Uh, again, he's just you know he, he got so close to Gallop under Champ two years ago, and you know. Proved he was on a really good mark to win at Aintree back end of last season. Uh, quiet rides. All three outings this term. You know, not good enough in the Relkia last year. Back in a handicap, 1-4-1. One, one. You know, his performance at Aintree suggests he should be up to winning off that. The fact that he got so close to Gallop on the Champ suggests he should be up to winning from that. Uh, prefer him for this than I do for the Coral Cup. Hope they go here. Uh the one I was in love with was the Capo Glory, but I think I've been buggered. Uh, so might I use the selection for me in the pipe? Guilty. Absolutely guilty. Um, the Spirit Legend comes here, he's, he's the main bet for me at 33s. I'm, I'm all over it. I love that, Jim. I love that. Have you, have you, have you, have you double checked that you're not a complete clown and uh, he can run? I, I'm. Let's just let's just triple check. Um, he's he's had the four starts over hurdles. That's why I was given the quiet ride last time. So yeah, we are we are we're safe. We're safe. Oh, he's just rubbing it in. It's just rubbed in. Uh, <laughs> on a slightly more more enjoyable note of myself, Jim, please can I have your nap for the Friday of the Cheltenham Festival? My nap's allegory domestic. I think she's got the best chance of winning. Fair enough, pal. Fair enough. Uh, and your nap for the meeting. Oh, nap for the meeting. That took me by surprise. Um, can you just remind me of what my other naps were? <laughs> We've done that many children previews that I can't remember. Do you want one at a price, or do you want one shorter? What do you think? 
Oh, you you decide, Jim. I'm 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 too tired to argue. <laughs> My nap of the festival is in Ergamine in the Ryanair. In the in the, in the Ryanair. Oh, in the championship, what an absolute penis. Uh, allow it. Allow it. It's been. I cannot wait. I don't know why I'm going on because I cannot wait to to just have three, two, three days where I aren't looking at Cheltenham. I love it. I can't wait for it to start, but I'll I'll just love a little bit of peace in between because it is so full on when you're working in it, working in it and around it. Uh, my nap for the Friday of the Cheltenham Festival. Oh God. Uh, You see, you can still get, without none run or no bet, 16 to 1 for Jim Coco in the county hurdle. That's a ridiculous bet. His 10's not NRMB, but 365 is still 16's without. Take that because he's going to run. Uh, I think that's a ridiculous bet. My tie in the pipe each way at 10's. But I think Filey Bay wins. I think Corbett's Cross wins. I, oh, mate. It's really tricky because there's loads I like, but none really. I don't really have a pure standout. Yeah, same here. There's so many um, horses at good good prices that I, I could put up, but the one that I think will win is in Ergamy in the Jacket Chase. That's fair, pal. That's fair. Uh, my nap for the entire Children Festival is Jerry Colom, who will not lose in the Brown Advisory. He cannot lose. Uh, Jimmy, it's, it's always good fun, isn't it? doing the Cheltenham preview pods as much as it sends us do lally it's always good fun yeah and thank you once again Lewis for, for hosting and steering the ship throughout um, your steering is, is needed on the podcast especially with the wild turns we go and it's greatly appreciated and hopefully we've pointed everyone in the right direction for a few winners this year um, if not all of them Hi pal no if if this is a ship that's being steered one, it's that one that's got stuck in the Panama Canal, mate. That's all that this steering this ship feels like, pal. But thanks to everyone for being here for all four days. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We hope we've pointed you in the direction of some money. Uh, we'll see you all again probably just before entry when we'll all be rich. Take care. Enjoy Cheltenham. Have a good time. See you soon. Stay safe.